This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. All right, so you know, I think you know enough right now that I'm I'm a curious guy, right? Definitely. I'm, I'm curious and I'm, I'm fascinated by things that seem out of the ordinary. So... Like Caddy Corner across the street from us in the field next to Buddy Holly Hall, across the street from the Lubbock Memorial Civic Center, there's this tent set up and this orange construction fence set up. And um, I was just like, okay, what's going on over there? Because there were a bunch of cars over there and there was, I could see there were, there were birds over there. And so I go over there late yesterday afternoon and I discover that the North American Falconers Association field meet is here in Lubbock. Okay. Pretty cool. It is very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's really cool. Uh, they're here kind of on a training and hunting because they're they're looking for jackrabbits. The falcons are, and the hawks, and they have some eagles. They don't have any bald eagles, but they there's a golden eagle there. I didn't get to see it. It had already been put up, but I. This will not shock you at all. I talked with some of the Falconers, about three different Falconers that that are there. And uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're very friendly folk. Um, They're here from all over the the country. And in some cases, the world like Peru and Great Britain and, and other places. And these, these people, this is their, this is their life. This is what they do. And uh, they have this one guy had a job. He works for like a, uh, security, you know, IT company that he can work out of his house that he does things for hospitals. But anyway, they made it clear that falconing is their life. Okay. That's pretty this, cool. This guy and his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're not selling anything down there. There's no t-shirts. There's no concession stands, but I would, I would encourage you if you have young kids uh, or grandkids uh, to take them down there and let, just let them see it because they'll, I mean, I got to see these birds like right up and right up close and personal. And um, I mean, it, they're, the talons on their on their feet mm-hmm. are are massive. Yeah, uh, they're they're massive. But anyway, these are true birds of prey. They are tr- true birds of prey, right? And there's like 270 of them here. And um, anyway, I thought it was I thought it was just cool as anything. Yeah. And so, um, like I said, it's uh, it's just kind of catty corner from us. So it's right by the Civic Center, right by Buddy Holly Hall. It's in that field. You'll see, you'll see it. Um, and this uh, golden eagle is uh, eleven years old. Um, and so um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So it was, uh, it was certainly worth the fifteen minutes or so that I took out of my day to go see it. And cool. again, there's no concessions. There's no hot chocolate. There's no, you know, buy. Sounds a like a golden opportunity to put one up, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know it's supposed to rain today, so I don't know what the uh, um, I don't know what the, you know, what, what probably the sell some do, umbrellas out there today, what then. the Falcons do when it, when it rains, but they're going to be here till Friday. Okay. And they generally get done about five o'clock in the afternoon. They'll be out sometime this morning. So if you have a chance, mm-hmm. you're out running around. Um, like I said, it's, uh, it's more than worth 
it's more than worth going to. Okay. 636 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973.com. Here's something I didn't know until I guess it was late last night when I saw this story. I didn't know that Major League Baseball was doing a draft lottery. Okay. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that either. Um, the, the, insti- the This is the second year for it, I think. They uh, instituted it, tried it to get people to quit tanking as much. <laughs> I mean... Which is the same the same reason that the NBA does it. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't realize there was much tanking going on in Major League Baseball for top draft picks. We just call it... Um, uh, trading off all your good players and getting draft picks for them in the future in mm-hmm. Major League Baseball up until tanking came to be around in the NBA. It just seems harder to do that in baseball than it does in... Oh, I disagree. Hard to tank? Well, no, I mean... Hey, Chuck, you want a Major League contract to start for the Rangers? No, we'll no, put no, you on the mound. No, 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 by that, I mean, you have 162 games and... I don't know, I just look at it like different from the NFL or major, or the NBA because there's just... There's more games, but it, I, clearly I'm clearly I'm wrong in you guys' mind. All you got to um, do is get some bad pitchers, and you can take no, pretty no. Easily. I, I I get it, but usually, okay. I guess my point is, in the NBA, a, a first round draft pick can help turn your team around almost right away. Same thing in the NFL. In Major League Baseball, it takes time to develop those draft picks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that but, doesn't mean it makes it difficult to tank. It just no, I means know. That, I mean, it just means it takes longer for them to make an impact. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're you're some cases you might talk two to three years down the line. You know, before yeah, most cases, right? Before, before, before you kind of see the fruit of that labor. Just sometimes it takes longer than what the GM or the manager, or in some a lot of cases the owner. The owner can only stomach so much losing, right? Before he cans the manager and the and the GM, and they yes. kind of they kind of run out of okay. Well, runway. don't don't think of it as okay. Let's should we win? Should should we win and go to the playoffs, or should we uh, tank and try to get the number one pick? That's not what's happening. It's teams that are already really, really yeah. bad and know they're not going to get to the postseason. So they're basically saying, okay, should we try to win and do our best here and mm-hmm. and finish fourth to last in the league? Or should we try to finish last and get that number one spot? Do you like it? Do you like I don't it? have a problem with Do you that. like the lottery? Yeah. Okay. I, it's, okay. There's value in it. Okay. I don't. I mean, it's, yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. All right. I did. I didn't expect you to be like outraged, you know, screaming and yelling. I just, again, when I saw this, it's like, I didn't recall this from uh, from last year, but you know, uh, probably distracted um, with something else, Falcons or Prairie Dogs or yeah, God I, knows what. I think I slightly now, and now that Jeff mentioned it, remembered that they had that, but man, it it, I don't really remember it. Not much. Uh, what do you think about the Rangers signing Andrew Heaney? You like that? I think it's Haney. Um, Haney. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good move. Okay. That's, that's good addition. Well, he's 31. Yeah. You know, he's you know going to get 25 million over the next couple of years. He uh, missed a bunch of time last year, though. Well, that's what we do with the Texas Rangers. We, yeah, we, let's try not doing that for a while. See how that works. Sign, sign guys that have injured wings and. Uh, Hope that they have rehabbed themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, when he was pitching last year, he was really good. Kind of feel like that if the Rangers had a chance to sign Odell Beckham Jr., 
They would because that's what they do. They sign injured players. <laughs> Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 7th day of December 2022 with this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1937 is where we will start with the Red Sox acquiring the contract of a 19-year-old baseball player by the name of Ted Williams. Ah, Ooh. Teddy Ballgame. There you he go. He turned out to be pretty good mm-hmm. for him. Two years later, in 1939, Lou Gehrig, at 36, is elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hit the big-time fast-forward button to 1980. PGA Seniors Championship Men's Golf. Arnold Palmer wins with a birdie on his first playoff hole against Paul Harney. We should all just pause for a moment for 1985 because the Heisman Trophy is awarded to Bo Jackson. <laughs> also on this day in 1985, Martina Navratilova beats Chris Everett Lloyd 6-2-4-6-6-2 for her third and final Australian singles crown. 1988, Major League Baseball Texas Rangers signed free agent pitcher Nolan Ryan to a one-year contract. That worked out really, really well for them. Got a lot of play out of it, that's for sure. Well, Didn't I mean, win a World Series, but got a lot of play. I know, but I mean, got a ton of play. I mean, when you think about one-year free agent signings, he's got to be up there on the list of guys that... Uh, Impacted than, ticket sales, yes. More than paid off, yeah. And in 2020... Well, he got a couple of no-hitters, too. I didn't say it was bad. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. It's made it sound like it was a carnival. In 2020, <laughs> cardboard sales go through the roof because breaking, the competitive form of breakdancing, is confirmed to be an Olympic sport for, the, for Paris in 2024. Cardboard <laughs> sales go through the roof. Chuck didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, when you break dance, you usually put the cardboard down so no, you can that. spin better. Yeah, you spin better. Yeah. yeah, you're not spinning on concrete or whatever. I thought you were going to say that con- cardboard sales went through the roof because, you know, COVID and people putting up, you know, fact, you know, cardboard likenesses of themselves in, in stands. Mm. But uh, clearly I was wrong. I guess it was more the breakdancing thing. <laughs> it was the breakdancing thing, yes. Uh, it is not National Cotton Candy Day, so Lady Raiders had their education game a day early. Yeah, we should have played today. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Larry Legend. Larry Bird is 66. C. Thomas Howell is 56. Terrell Owens, 48. Johnny Bench, 75. And Tino Martinez is 55. And on this day... 1941, 7.55 a.m., Hawaii time. Japanese dive bomber bearing the red symbol of the rising sun of Japan on its wings appears out of the clouds above the island of Oahu. Swarm of 360 Japanese warplanes followed descending on the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor in a ferocious assault. Surprise attacks struck a critical blow against the U.S. Pacific Fleet and drew the United States into World War II. Five of the eight battleships, three destroyers, and seven other ships were sunk or severely damaged, and more than 200 aircraft were destroyed. A total of 2,400 Americans were killed, and 1,200 were wounded. 
many of them while valiantly attempting to repulse the attack. Japan's losses, roughly 30 planes, five midget submarines, and fewer than 100 men. Mm. And that is this day in sports history. All right, 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, one we missed from yesterday, uh, and you gave a number of guys that won Heisman trophies, and you've been doing that. This is that time of year where right. Heisman trophies are won. But one from yesterday that struck me that I, that I discovered, <clears throat> Niall Kinnick in 1939 was awarded the Heisman Trophy. Niall Kinnick played at Iowa. He uh, would also win the Maxwell Award, the Walter Camp Award. He was a consensus All-American. He was the AP Male Athlete of the Year winner, but he was also a naval aviator, and he was in World War II, but he died during a training flight uh, in 1943. In 1972, Iowa renamed its stadium after him, mm, Kinnick Stadium. Cool. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting. So, a little side note to this day in sports history. Uh, Robert adds this uh, to from the Yates Flooring Center chat line with regard to a draft lottery. From what I hear, a draft lottery is coming to the NFL soon. Would you like to see that? I would be fine with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like I wouldn't. Um, I feel like I wouldn't. I, but but maybe that's just the old man in me that says I don't want to. I don't want to change like that. But it's, it, mm-hmm. it would become quite the spectacle. It would be. Uh, it would be a huge TV show. The uh, the draft in the the NBA lottery makes sense because it. One guy can absolutely turn a franchise around mm-hmm. very, very quickly. And if you can successfully do it for back-to-back years, you're set up for a decade. Baseball, yeah, yeah, maybe kind of sort of makes sense. I'm not arguing with it. I don't hate it, but I don't. it's not as prevalent. in Baseball, it's generally been a you're going to sign free agents and draft players if you're interested in winning. If you're interested in making money, you're just going to make money. Um, and keep your roster cost low. Thank you, Oakland Athletics. Um, but in the NFL, it's such revenue sharing that they're not going to make any more money. And the draft kind of takes care of itself when you get better players. You don't see guys teams get number one draft picks back-to-back years or two out of four years or anything like that in the NFL. They generally get out of that funk very quickly. So I don't know that it's needed as much in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think there's plenty of tanking in the NFL too. Yes, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I, and but I it's would, not the same team year in and year out. I mean, Cleveland's bad, but they don't get the number one pick every year. I, I'm just also looking at like the last you know ten years of the NBA draft picks, the number ones, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to look and see if anybody really impacted their team. <clears throat> I don't follow the NBA hugely, but I see familiar names, but. Zion Williamson, he's done nothing for the Pelicans. DeAndre Ayton for the Suns. I mean, they're still the Suns in 2018. Z- Zion has done more than nothing. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm not saying... He's a great player. He, but I'm just talking about from a team standpoint, of elevating his team. That's my, that was okay, my point. Well, it takes more than one guy. I get it. Who else is on the Pelicans, Chuck? I don't know. Yeah. 
I know exactly. Zion. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I know Zion. Maybe that's maybe that's being too harsh, but I, I guess I just look at this list and go, okay, has the draft lottery really impacted teams that negatively or that much? Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why, yeah. do, why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, say, we do. We save it for the show. The- Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. You ever feel like Charlie Brown? I feel like Charlie Brown from time to time. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I do wear striped shirts sometimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't ever have the b- football pulled out away from you or anything like that? or Not you know? that I can think of. No. Jeff, no. do you ever feel like Charlie Brown every once in a while? I probably feel more like Pigpen. No. You're more <laughs> like Linus, actually. Isn't Linus dragging so, a blanket around? No, he's, but he's playing the piano. Okay. Or the, Who's the piano player? Is Linus the piano player or is it somebody else? Linus is the piano player. Okay. Because it's Linus and Lucy, and Linus is playing, and Lucy yeah. is sitting there yeah. on top of the piano. Yeah. He's kind of quiet, you know. Doesn't really cause Wants to problems. be left alone. Wants to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. May. All right. So, uh, basketball last night in the Big 12. Baylor beats Tarleton, 80-57. TCU beats Jackson State. Uh, Red Raiders will be playing Jackson State here soon. Uh, 78 to 51. And TCU, right. Yeah, right, right. And Baylor, right. Uh, Oklahoma beats Kansas City, 75 to 53. K-State over Abilene Christian, 81-64. And Oklahoma State beat Sam Houston State. See, Oklahoma State, they don't, all of a sudden, they they couldn't call themselves Oklahoma because Oklahoma would have a problem with that. You would think they would. <laughs> you know, they're Oklahoma State. At one point in time, they were Oklahoma A&M. They dropped mm-hmm. that. I guess, I don't know if the A&M people got onto them about that or whatever. Uh, but anyway, and then the other score, and this is a hard one. Uh, Texas beat is beaten by Illinois 85-78 to 78 in overtime. Uh, the Illini number 17 taking down the number two Texas Longhorns at the Jimmy V Classic. And uh, Schroeder is the piano player. Yes. Schroeder. Schroeder's. Why is it a hard one? Why is Texas a hard well, one? Well, I like I like the fact that Texas lost. Love it. I just hate the fact that the guy that used to play for you is the guy that is the reason why Texas lost. Texas lost. I'm happy. Yeah. End of okay. sentence. Okay. That's all I needed. Okay. I just was curious how, I mean, because this transfer portal stuff, I mean, TJ Shannon goes off in overtime. He had 12 of 16. 12 of his 16 were in OT last night. And, <laughs> and they take down... Uh, and they take down Texas, eighty-five to seventy-eight. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I am go fighting a lion. I I, I <laughs> TJ Shannon is playing against them. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You think he had a little extra motivation? Only a little. I don't know. I don't know what his relationship was 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 with Chris Beard. I have no clue. Yeah. Well, I mean, just going up against him. Maybe maybe he had maybe maybe finally like, oh, hey, it's Chris Beard over there that's coaching those guys. I'm gonna. I'm going to start shooting the ball now in the overtime. 
<laughs> yeah, if he was extra motivated, what happened with him scoring four in the first the, 40 minutes? To the first 40 minutes, right? Yeah, he wasn't motivated then? I, he I, was I, too motivated. He was too amped yeah. up, and he, and he was just... He, he needed to relax. It took he, the overtime to get there. He woke He woke up. Man, we are all all wrong on our peanuts this morning. You know, a number of people weighing in that... Sh- Don't say all. Some of us didn't know, so they didn't open their mouth. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> I was wrong. <clears throat> Somebody says this, Chuck, you're more of peppermint patty. Oh, man. A male version of peppermint patty. Uh, this this nice little nugget, uh, Chris Beard is now 1-9 in his last 10 overtime games. Yeah, yeah well. The problem is that many of those were here as a head coach at Texas Tech. Yeah, including the critical one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 719 this morning here on the morning drive. All right, Texas Tech will take on Nickel State tonight. Again, coverage at six, play-by-play at seven. Here's uh, Coach Adams on his team and rebounding. Yeah, I rebounded. Uh, of course, Bacho's, uh, you know, been of our best rebounders and, and KO most of the time. So, uh, but, the, you know, we just got to collectively get the, get the rebounds, and it's got to be a team effort and something that we struggled early. But um, I thought we rebounded the ball well uh, in our last game. So it's it's one of those things you have to bring to every game besides playing hard and playing defense, taking care of the ball, and you better, you better block out. And maybe maybe effort is maybe it's the team thing. It's because I mean, rebounding is something that is effort related. And about eighty percent of rebounding is effort related, right? I, I mean, obviously height helps you, but just getting in the right place and hustling mm-hmm. to the right, right, op- to open space and all that good stuff is a big part of it as well. Maybe it just goes back to want to, which is kind of a lot about life as well. You know, do you want to be better? Do you want to give the extra effort? Do you want to put in the extra time? Yeah, and, and about 75% of the time, it, it, you you box out, you hustle, and the ball doesn't bounce your way. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Sometimes the way it is, right. But at the very least, if you're boxing out, you're keeping one of their guys from moving to the open spot where the ball could land. And again, I'm not breaking down film or anything like that. It just seems like, you, you, based on the level of competition that you're playing, even even a young team probably should be doing a better job rebounding than what you've been. Yeah, maybe so. You know, so. aside from aside from Daniel Pacho. All right, mm-hmm. uh, seven twenty one this morning here on the morning. But don't you think probably something uh, partially because you're? I mean, you you just have really one true big man right yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not like you're, you know, blessed with a ton of height right yeah, now. Yeah, got a bunch of trees in there. I mean, the yeah. fact that you're adding to the mix the nation's leader in rebounding last year that, yeah. that'll be nice. or second in rebounding in the nation that'll that'll be nice yeah that should help that stat right that's, you would think you would think yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay we it's not y'all are incorrect it's me and jeff are incorrect okay so you can't say y'all are incorrect unless it's just because you can't include jamie in that we're we're now you, aware that schroeder schroeder yeah. schroeder is the piano player linus is lucy's brother Lucy had a crush on Schroeder, the piano player. Got it. Got that all broken down now. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll put that on my. Well, remember, some people sheet. get it a little the the feet a little bit slower than others. I understand. I They're understand. listening on the app or whatever. Snoopy's the dog. Snoopy's the dog, and Woodstock <laughs> is the bird. I knew those two. If you had asked me that, I would yeah. have given an opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not complimentary for me. Chuck is actually the the school teacher. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. You do that well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe too well, right? Mm-hmm. 
722 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, in the Big 12 tonight, you have uh, West Virginia entertaining Navy and Texas Tech and Nichols State. Okay, so that's what your uh, that's what your lineup looks like tonight as far as uh, the Big 12 is concerned. So uh, in the top 25 tonight, nothing really stands out to me. It's just appointment stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, bunch of yeah. We'll have a high school fan zone on tonight on 100.7 The Score. Coaches from Lubbock High, Friendship, and Lubbock Cooper uh, will come in and talk hoops uh, tonight from 6 until 7. And, of course, we'll have Red Raider basketball on the air tonight. Uh, it appears that folks are going to go to the bowl game, Jimmy. They're north of 4,000 uh, in terms of tickets sold to Red Raider fans for the Texas Bowl. That's good. Yeah. So I think uh, I think people are, are charged up about that. And... Um, and ready to go, and well, well, they should be. I mean, you know, seven and five season, um, and uh, you know, you're, you're taking on a team that's uh, in Ole Miss that you know it's a real team. Um, you know, SEC squad, SEC squad, yeah, you know, top Lane, ten at, Lane at certain points this this time or during the year. There, mm-hmm. so yeah, it should be an, an opponent that Red Raider fans are excited to to face. Just hate that it's a, an opponent that you faced in recent years you know coach uh, mcguire the other night said he did not have a relationship with lane kiffin said lane kiffin hadn't recruited any of his kids at cedar hill while he was there hadn't come through in any of his stops any of his teams he said he'd had a couple of kids go to Ole miss but not during the kiffin regime so uh it'd be a chance for him to do a little meet and greet with coach kiffin well, that's he said, great. He said he had great respect for him as an offensive mind and great respect for his dad as a defensive mind monty kiffin was a tremendous Defensive uh, coach in both college and the NFL. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. This is like your, this is like your favorite Christmas song, right? Or it's one of them? It's the one that makes you smile the most? I think you'd have to say a holiday season song, wouldn't you? <laughs> right, yeah. See, I would call it specifically a Hanukkah song. Right, Yeah. right. True. I mean, all, both of those statements are... It's, Accurate. It's definitely one of my favorites. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Favorite line in the whole thing? OJ Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> so it can't be a Christmas song, can it? <laughs> no, most definitely not a Christmas song. Not with that just, name. <laughs> just not always fair. Yeah. Not usually accurate. Man, just try to be entertaining. Okay. Some days we're better than others. All right, my question for you today. Mm-hmm. Get your crystal ball out, oh, Chuck okay. and Jeff. Okay, crystal uh, ball. Listening audience mm-hmm. today. Who will be the starting quarterback for the Red Raiders in the first game of 2023? <laughs> <laughs> how about how about who's going to be on the roster, right? Oh, I know who's on the roster. No, it's Jamie's question of the day, not Chuck's. <laughs> You have right, to answer yeah. my question. Yes, I will. I will. I Tony will. Bradford will be on the roster next year. Uh, Baron Morton's going to be the starting quarterback. 
I think Baron Morton will be the starting quarterback for the Red Raiders. I'm not even sure Tyler Shuck will be on the roster. I think you'll have Baron Morton and the kid that's coming in from Dallas. I wouldn't be if that's the scenario. I wouldn't be surprised to see if you add a quarterback in the portal. Yeah, there's one available from West Virginia <laughs> <laughs> and Clemson. Um, I'll go read a check. Morton's going to be your starting quarterback next year. I don't think Shuck's on the roster. I think he uh, tries to take his talents to the NFL or takes them to another school. I agree. I think Tyler Shuck will be, I think he will head to the NFL. And I think Baron Morton will be the starting quarterback for the first game of 2023. Okay. Yeah. But I do not think Tyler Shuck will be on the roster. Yeah. Do you, if he hadn't said what he said after the Oklahoma game, would you feel differently? Maybe so. Yeah. It kind of felt like a guy Mm -hmm. that was kind of clearing, not clearing the air, but just like, uh, didn't have fear for what he said. Cleaning out his locker a little bit. Yeah. Like showing that he wasn't super happy here. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Airing some grievances. (laughs) Some grievances. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We need to get with him on uh, Festivus and see what other grievances. Tyler, what other grievances do you have? Yeah. I think your I think your I think your question is a good one. I, I think that did would have prob- probably changed my opinion. Taint taint things a little bit. It could, no, it just changed my opinion of whether opinion. or not he was okay. gonna stay. Okay. Okay. Uh would you be interested in JT Daniels as a transfer? Uh, <laughs> as a backup for you. Yeah, sure? for for Baron Morton, in case he in case he didn't make it through. Uh, he's been to uh, Georgia. He has been to USC. He has been to West Virginia. Why? Although he's been to the SEC, he's been to the Pac-12, he's been to the Big 12. Doesn't it feel like he should give the Big 10 or the ACC a chance? Yeah, I agree. I <laughs> you agree. know, uh, Clay points out that Spencer Sanders is also in the portal. I think Spencer Sanders is looking to go someplace and start and have a chance to win Would be would be my guess. Spencer Sanders is an interesting one to me. I mean, do you think Spencer Sanders upgrades from Oklahoma State? No. No, I do not. Right? I mean, he's not going to Ohio State to no. for a chance to to win a national championship. Or Alabama. Or, or Georgia or right? No. No, I don't think so. I, I don't I don't I don't think so. Can he upgrade can he go someplace and upgrade his chances in the future for the NFL? Like maybe not win a national championship, but get a different offense that may suit him better. Although I don't know what that would be other than Oklahoma State. I think the offense there suits him just fine. I mean, he's able to run and throw and mm-hmm. kind of be the lead dog. And yeah, I don't. This Spencer Sanders is a confusing one to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess sometimes you just have to ask. You know, like what's the motivation? Or you're, so basically, you're saying what? What do you think is going to happen, mm-hmm. Spencer Sanders? Where do you think you are going to end up? Where do you think, or how do you think this is going to help you? Yeah, I, I just, I, 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 I don't understand that. I mean, to me, he it seems like a Kevin McCuller kind of deal to me. It's like, can you, yeah, in terms of his legacy? Well, I mean, the legacy. reports that we've you know, come to find out after Kevin McCullough left is that him and Mark Adams didn't have a great relationship. 
didn't like playing in his offense, didn't like playing in his style of, of play. I wouldn't have guessed that would have been, maybe it is the truth, but I wouldn't have guessed that's the case with Spencer Sanders, mm-hmm. that he didn't like what was going on at Oklahoma State or whatever. Do you, do you, do you, who was who was better for Oklahoma State, Mason Rudolph or Spencer Sanders? Is it Mason Rudolph heads and heads and toes above, or heads and shoulders above? His heads and toes would be hard, right? <laughs> heads and shoulders above. <laughs> heads and toes would be hard, right? I don't know. He'd have really big feet. That'd be really that'd be really impressive, wouldn't it? So he was heads and <laughs> he would be way above. Yeah, that would be like that's six Mahomes. feet of toes. That's like. <laughs> Mahomes compared to Shimanek above. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. He's he is heads and he is heads and toes above uh, Nick Shimanek. Uh somebody wants to know where do you think Shuck's going, Portal or NFL? I I think he'll try to go to the NFL. I just don't see I he might he might he'll get a free agent contract. He might get a invite. He might be on somebody's practice squad, but that to me I don't I don't see him making an impact in the uh, NFL. I I think that if if Tyler plays well in this uh, bowl game, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get drafted in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, he's got the measurables. Okay, he looks the part. I just, I, I, I don't know if he ultimately ever makes an impact in the NFL, yeah. but I wouldn't be shocked to see him get drafted late. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, somebody wants to know what did Chuck say that makes you think he's leaving Tech? I missed it. It's just how he handled himself after the Oklahoma game, where he, you know, talked about his doubters. Which it's one thing to have fans as doubters or media people that are that he feels are doubters, but when he calls out people in his own building, that's that that was, I thought that was big. <laughs> the people in down the hall that doubted him. Yeah, he talked about basic basically coaches and yeah. the team that he didn't feel you know, supported him or, or believed in him, mm-hmm. which says, you know, I don't really want to play for them in that case. And I guess it doesn't say that, but you would think it does, right? Yeah. It yeah. kind of implies that. How about that? And then he kind of threw his quarterback teammates under the bus. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He said, I knew I'd get a chance. <laughs> the way we were, because of the way we were playing. Right, because of the way we were playing. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody says, play Morton in the bowl, bowl game, not Tyler. Well, Coach McGuire said that he wasn't 100%. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it Impressive? Was, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, benchmark hotline too. Uh, either you're reading my mind or you and I are on the same page and I don't know who, I think you should be more worried than me, Mr. McGuire, because I was on my way to work this morning. I was listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe and they had some Christmas music on and I was like, I sure would like to hear some Christmas music during our show and you have provided today. Um, I have failed the last few days to get some in okay so i am making up for some of that today okay well i i i have enjoyed the reminiscent tunes been good yeah it's been good been good so 
Uh, it's uh, added to the conversation here today on the morning drive, mm-hmm. which is we can always add to conversation. We can always always add. Yeah, always we can always be better. I uh, have a Red Raider basketball for you on the air tonight. They take on Nichols State. Six o'clock the broadcast time. Seven o'clock play by play tonight from the arena, and then the boys will take a break for the books, and um, then be back at it next week as uh, as it's finals time. It's it's crazy in a way to seem like how fast. And I think I say this every year, how fast the football season goes by. And then you find yourself here at the break for, you know, finals and then Christmas. And then, boom, before you know it, it's a Big 12 basketball season. So Cannot wait. I can't wait either for the Big 12, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. The conference looks like it's going to be really mm-hmm. entertaining again this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I'll see you play Nichols tonight. Then you play Eastern Washington next Tuesday. Then Saturday against Jackson State, that'll be in Houston at Del Mar Fieldhouse. Come back here and play on Wednesday the 21st, a 1 o'clock affair against Houston Christian. Tuesday the 27th against North South Carolina State before you finally get to TCU, which is now an 11 a.m. tip time in Fort Worth. I'm sure making accommodations for TCU because of uh, the college football playoff. So Makes complete sense. Yeah, makes complete sense. So you've got tonight plus four more uh, before we get to uh, before we get to Big Twelve play, and then man, you're there's just there's no night off in the Big Twelve. I mean, it seems like everybody's improved. Yeah, the teams like Iowa State that we didn't think were going to be very good, yeah, look like they're mm-hmm. doing really good things. So yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, at the beginning of the season we saw Oklahoma. Take a hiccup. We saw Oklahoma State take a hiccup, but those teams seem to have it, have gotten it figured out. Mm-hmm. So, man, it, it doesn't look like there's. Uh, it, it feels to me like a conference that's going to beat itself up, just like we saw in football. Sure, and just like we've seen, you know, in the Big Twelve the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, Any of the new four that you're excited to add in the mix for basketball purposes? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Only because they've had a history of being good. Yeah. Um, Not recently, though. No, no. Uh, I, I don't know anything about UCF. Uh, Houston, I guess. Although, <clears throat> I I mean, they're 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 going to be good. I mean, they're, they're obviously they're great right now because of the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I guess I look at Houston like I've looked at like I looked at TCU when they came to the conference and just feel like you're adding to their relevance and you're creating another competitor for yourself. And so from that standpoint, <coughs> I'm not excited about them coming. Yeah, no, I think everybody would say the same exact thing on that. Just yeah. remind you exactly of, of the TCU situation. Yeah, Cincinnati did it did have history. Haven't been great of late. It's, it feels like BYU always has a good, mm-hmm. good yeah, atmosphere I gonna, there. I was just getting ready to say that about yeah. BYU. Mm-hmm. So that, they, that one would be fun. So, I mean, it'll be... And I'm I'm real curious. It's just something. It's something new. That yeah. so it'll be cool to see our team. Yeah. You know, go up there and play. Is there any place uh, from a baseball standpoint that you're excited about getting to? Uh, BYU Stadium has a mountain behind it. Okay. Yeah. So will you climb it? I don't know. 
Is it? I mean, is it one of those ones that you can climb? You got to be there for three days. Steep though. Is it? Okay. Uh, well, by the way, the thing is, I can't. I have to come back to go to the games. You know, so okay. I can't like go part way up. You know, camp for the you night. Can't. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> by the way, I thought of you again. Again, as I'm out and about, sometimes you know, I, I become extremely curious as I meet people, and I start, you know, talking to them. I ran into. A guy I know in the parking lot I was having lunch the other day, and ran to this guy, and he owns the he owns the restaurant, and uh, he was with a couple of his um, high school and college buddies, and these guys are are north of my age, so they're really old. Uh, but this guy um, is a is was from Chile. I said, "What do you do in Chile?" And he was like, uh, "He's a mountain climber filmmaker." Oh, sweet! Oh, I know. I thought of you immediately. Like, where's Jamie, where's Jamie when we need him? What a gig! And and now his he's not so much into the climbing aspect of it because he's older, but he did for years and years. Um, but his kids are into it. His kids are part of his, I guess, his group or his company. And I was like, man, I got a guy, I got a guy right here that uh, that would would love to be a part of your your cavalcade. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him if he needs me to carry some wires or something for him. Yeah. <laughs> cables. 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 Camera. Camera. Uh, this, Chuck, you can climb any mountain. They're all uphill. Okay. I I am not going to climb any I'm done climbing mountains. So I'm, I don't have any desire to, to do that. Climb, okay. my, climb my one and I'm done. So. Okay. Hey... I saw I, I, something from yesterday from the women's basketball game, and I'm guessing if she was any kind of relation uh, that we would have known about it in their notes or uh, on their website or even when I Googled her name. But uh, Sam Houston State had a, had a young lady who's a freshman from Belgrade, Serbia, 5'11", Adriana Djokovic. So I'm wondering if Djokovic is like Smith in Serbia. Do not know the answer to that. Do not know the answer. How about answer that, though? That. Wouldn't, that have been, wouldn't that have been sweet? If, uh, nothing she, in the notes? And the, couldn't find anything. I Googled her name, and and uh, there, wasn't, there wasn't any relation to her and Novak that I could, that I could find. Oh, that's disappointing. I know, right? <laughs> right? Well, you, why did you not go talk to her? I didn't have her. time. I, you okay. know, generally speaking, when they're warming up, they don't really need me pestering them, okay? So couldn't generally couldn't. speaking, sometimes <laughs> they do need him pestering them. Yeah. Uh, this is Andy Williams. I love me some Andy Williams in this uh, most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Robert weighs in. UCF is a Johnny Dawkins coach team. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.